We're going to continue having this conversation about housing now. And like I said earlier, when I was a kid, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you were told the same thing, and you probably said the same thing to your kid, um, renting, not a good idea if you can avoid it. Save up for a down payment, buy something, and then you're building up equity. When you're renting, you're just paying off somebody else's mortgage. You end up with nothing to show for it at the end of the day. So don't do that. Pay your mortgage rather than paying somebody else's mortgage. You've got the equity. Okay, that makes perfect sense. It really, really does. But the reality is we're not in that position that you and I were in. Like I say, I bought my house in 98 for $139,000. Those days are gone. I don't think our kids are in even looking at that as something that's remotely possible, right? So houses have gone up five, six times since then. Has your income? Mm -mm. Um, Interest rates now, higher than they have been in years, right? So does that same advice still apply or... Or is it actually a better idea in the long run to rent rather than buy a place? Zucasa recently put out a report looking into the cost of buying versus renting in 26 major Canadian markets. So if we zoom into Alberta now and and crunch the numbers, they found that the cost of the mortgage on an average home would be about $1,700 a month in Edmonton. Okay, There's all kinds of parameters and there's some you know, some issues there perhaps, but um, based on the average price of a home and the average cost of a mortgage, you're looking at about 1700 a month. The average rent is about $1,450 a month. Not a huge difference, $250 a month. So you save a couple hundred bucks by renting. Calgary, your average rent is $1,900 a month. The mortgage on an average home, 2500 Okay, so you're saving yourself now $600 a month renting as opposed to buying. And there are are other factors here. So maybe in some cases we need to move away from this you-must-buy-a-home thinking. We're going to speak with Carolyn Weitzman, a housing researcher at the University of Ottawa. Carolyn, uh, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Nice to talk to you, Shay. Um, This survey, interesting, but like I say, it's got to be pretty hard to quantify this because no two mortgages are exactly the same. There's so many variables here. There's not one price across the board. So do we need to take those numbers with a bit of a grain of salt? Oh, I think more than a bit of a grain of salt. On the one hand, um, it doesn't take into account um, the the need to have a 20% down payment uh, in order to buy it. House. Sure. So in uh, Edmonton, um, uh, and there is research on this, uh, it would take nine years for the average um, uh, income person to save up 20% for uh, a mortgage in um, uh, Calgary, 10 years. So um, there's that. You might not have the money to make a down payment on a house. But then there's also the issue that the um, rental houses that are being looked at, or the rental homes that are being looked at, are one and two bedroom, and most of the houses being looked at are three or four bedrooms. So even if you wanted to be uh, a renter, and there's a lot of reasons why um, you uh, uh, would need to be a renter foremost amongst them that the houses aren't affordable it's really hard to find a family-sized rental apartment yeah exactly right i mean you got to think of that if if it's just a single person it's an entirely different concept um so at the end of the day when taking all of those factors into consideration and like we say we're speaking pretty generally here and every instance is is different in some ways um has it changed? Like, you know, when I think back to when I was buying a house versus my kids who are 20 and 23 now, and it's like, you guys are in a different world. Do we need to change the way we think about this? Because for us, it was, yeah, buy the house, pay your own mortgage. That doesn't necessarily apply everywhere anymore, does it? 
Yeah, I mean, my takeaway is it's bad all over because if you're looking at um, $1,900 a month for Calgary, uh, that's more than um, or maybe about equal to what uh, one median uh, income person can afford, probably larger, even if it's two people. Um, household income in Calgary uh, might suggest that um, it it might be barely affordable for someone who's uh, middle class. Um, it won't be affordable at all as it used to be for low and moderate income households. Uh, so, um, you know, my takeaway from those figures is it's bad all over across yeah. Canada. Um, it's only the highest income quintile. Like, in other words, you have to be earning about 150 or 200 times median income to be able to afford to buy a house. So um, there's a housing crisis all over. Can, can we, I mean, do we ever get back to the days where you could reasonably expect to get a job and buy a house? I mean, or has that paradigm completely shifted in Canada? Can we get it back? Well, in a way, I think that's not the question. The question is, can we ever get to a point where people can live in secure, well-located uh, homes and sort of leave aside the whole tenure question for a minute. There are countries like Germany and uh, Austria, Switzerland, uh, Denmark, I could go on, where the majority of people, including some quite well-to-do people, are renters. Are they able to save for their uh, retirement? Are there good Mm -hmm. retirement savings? Because one of the reasons that we have house prices that are so high now is that that all of our tax settings are based on the notion that you'll have a home, you'll sell that home when you retire, you'll find affordable rental accommodation, and we see some of the problem with that now, and then you'll live for another few years. So when um, in the early 70s, when the capital gains tax exemption for principal residents was brought in, life expectancy was 70 for men, 75 for women. Now it's 80 for men, 85 for women. So the whole sort of basis of housing as an investment has kind of, it doesn't work anymore. No, I think, and and was that a a mistake? Because you're right. I mean, that's sort of part of the reason why you own a home. That's the best investment that you'll ever make. I mean, we viewed it as an investment vehicle rather than a housing unit. Is that part of how we created the problem? Because we know people have invested in real estate with no intention of ever living in them. That's not what it was for. Yeah, I think that there has been a over uh, emphasis on housing as an investment. Canada has the highest level of household debt in the world. Um, about 14% of GDP goes into the residential sector, and that's mostly um, bidding and outbidding existing homes. And a lot of international sources have said that Canada needs to free up more investment money into new productive um, uh, uh, ways of investing, uh, new factories, including building new housing. But we've got so much of our savings locked up in our individual homes and quite often in retirement funds that invest in, for instance, real estate investment trusts, that we're, we're not actually building the kind of economy we need for the future. Like you said, it's tough all over out there. It, it really, it doesn't matter where you are. It, it, it's a challenging time. There's no question.
sorry for going all. No, no, you're right. You're. I mean, that's the reality of it. it there, there's no two ways about it. Um, Carolyn, thanks so much for being here. I always appreciate your time. Thank you. No problem. Take care.